welcome to the August 16th edition, 2009 of Take Him With You. I'm Rick Moyer. This week, dragonflies and birthday parties, the Appy Times podcast, and more. That's right, I'm going to talk about all sorts of fun things today, all the way from uh, pictures of dragonflies that I took. Uh, my mom's birthday party was fun. Um, I've been listening to uh, Tim's Appy Times podcast. My son and I have lots to say about it. Um, got done reading The Hobbit again and got to talk about that. Some engagement pictures, and then this week's um, subject is called Losing My Religion. He likes you at all. <laughs> no, I don't like you either. <laughs> I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because <clears throat> George Lucas didn't write all the <coughs> dialogue. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast... We would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. The uh, latest Anomaly podcast was very, very good. Um, it looks like Jan is on an audio fan uh, Star Wars drama, and it's it's great. She interviewed the guy that wrote it and produced it. You want to go check out the podcast, and uh, I think they have a new one coming up soon. Uh, just great stuff all the way around. Check them out. They're really good. Okay, time for What's Going On at Rick's House. Summertime is in full swing here at the Moyer household. We've been having a great time with the weather being nice and stuff. And then, of course, this week it rains, but that's okay. On uh, last Sunday, so a week ago, uh, we were able to have a great time by going up and surprising my mom for her birthday. She calls it present day, so I'll just call it for her present day. So packed up the uh, the whole family, plus Tess, our wonder dog, And we went up to uh, Bainbridge Island and visited with my folks and my sister and brother-in-law and her family. And just what an awesome time it was. We had a great time. Had uh, fresh salmon barbecued. Oh, gosh. Yum, yum, yum. It was really good. And we just spent the day having a great time. And then at the end of the day, we went out um, to this beautiful park on Bainbridge Island and took a bunch of engagement pictures of Nathan and Ivy. And that was fun, too. And took like 200-some pictures and let them pick through them. And Nathan, of course, is the guru on Photoshop. So I th- actually, I think he's working on his Mac now. He got a new iMac because uh, the school he's going to um, gives all the kids an iMac and a and a uh, an iPod to work with. Of course, they don't give them to him. I mean, they pay for their tuition, but they all have that in common. And so he's been uh, editing the photos and stuff. And you can see all sorts of cool photos. If you go to uh, my Facebook, you can check out some of those photos and click on over onto Nathan's and see his as well. And that is at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Facebook.com rick or yeah, facebook.com slash rick.moyer and you can check out. I have tons of photo galleries there, really fun photos and all the stuff that I take pictures of. You want to go check those out. They're really cool. And speaking of pictures, while we were there, my mom is the president of the Bainbridge Island Photo Club. And she is just wonderful with cameras and stuff. Been doing photography a lot of her life. And uh, she's helping me through my exciting times of photography. 
she's got some really nice equipment but anyway she got to use my camera yesterday with the macro lens and everything and so we took a bunch of pictures and you can see those as well we found this this red dragonfly that kept coming back to this one place and so we just took a bunch of macro photos of him and oh my goodness fantastic looking they look like little helicopters but up close they're hilarious they have fuzzy lips i had no idea the dragonflies had fuzzy lips and their wings the patterns on their wings absolutely cool so i'll put some on the blog at takehimwithyou.com but if you go over to um, my facebook account you'll see some really cool macro photos of the dragonflies it was a lot of fun. And so happy birthday, Mom, even though I already told you that. I got her the greatest card, and I should have played it on the podcast. It's a card that burps out, happy birthday. And it's so funny. And uh, I think I was the only one who could give that to her, and she would laugh. She knew, you know, I don't know. My family wouldn't claim it, except for Catherine, who thought it was funny. But I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I just, I mean, how cool is that? Hold on one second. I got to get a phone call from my, my son. Hello? Hi, Andrew. Oh, uh, I don't know. Do they? Uh, you're on. By the way, you're on the podcast right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, let's see. Uh, do they have the half and half, like the perfect pizza? Uh, I'll, I'll check on the So just get a, 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 a like a medium one or their smallest one, and and we can uh, split it. Okay. Does that sound fun? So- it's called okay. the perfect pizza. Half is Canadian bacon and pineapple, and the other half is pepperoni. Okay, I'll see if they have that. Okay, okay. great. Okay, All right. No, just get it, and I'll pay you back. Okay. All right, thanks. Bye. There you go. See, this is what happens when you do the podcast live. You get phone calls from your kids. I've been listening to this new podcast called Appy Times from my friend Tim in England. And uh, I told you about it a little bit before, but I'm telling you, it is hysterical. I love my iPod Touch. And I am looking for all sorts of different apps that I can download and have fun with. He did, he's had, he, I think he's had eight episodes now, and you can find him at appytimes.podbean.com. And I'm just telling you, it's hysterical. I laugh and I laugh and I laugh. I love his um, off the cuff approach to it he actually has his ipod right with him when he's recording he doesn't do a bunch of editing on it so it's just it you get tim live right there in person i love his theme song i can't get it out of my head and it's really really good so you want to check it out if you have an ipod touch or an iphone check out appy times it's a podcast called appy times and you can find it at appytimes.podbean.com check it out because it's hilarious in fact Here's just a little sample of what you're going to get if you listen. I love his one called Crappy Appies. Hello there. Welcome to Appy Times. This week I was struck by the amount of crappy apps I have on my iPod Touch. The kind of applications that I downloaded onto here as soon as I bought the iPod. The whole novelty of being able to go to the App Store from your iPod and download these free applications was just... I just spent too long doing it and some of these applications are just totally useless but fun for a few minutes. So that's why I decided to do this episode. The first one is I Dare. I Dare is pretty much the classic a game of putting your hand on the desk and putting a pencil in between your fingers as quick as possible and trying not to stab yourself. But it's all done on the iPod screen. Uh, the iPod Touch is perfect for this because you just have to touch in between the fingers, getting quicker and quicker, until the inevitable stabbing of the finger. Use a corkscrew here and uh, it's quite bloody actually but not as painful as the real thing the next one was lightsaber we've all got lightsaber we must if you if you're not if you're a geek you must have lightsaber on here as soon as you fire it up you can click on the screen choose a character darth vader we've all chosen darth vader because he has a nice red lightsaber 
it opens up the lightsaber as you can probably hear and as you wave your iPod you get some rather realistic lightsaber noises where are my kids mm, come here and then there's a little music button down here and if you press the music button you get some very realistic lightsaber fighting music I feel like Ray Park now. Anyway, enough. Okay, so there's a little sample of Appy Times. So if you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, you definitely want to download this podcast. It's real short, usually you know anywhere from three to eight minutes long, and great information and really fun. Um, he has reviewed um, several different apps. And we'll continue to do so. So go check him out. He's really fun. And I'm just really happy he's doing it because it's, it's very entertaining and fun to listen to. Appy Times. Appytimes.podbean.com. My son Andrew and I got to listen to the book The Hobbit, um, the abridged version, obviously, um, or we would have been driving forever. But we listened to it um, on the way uh, to and back from Bainbridge Island in his car. And we really, really enjoyed it. I forgot, you know, that's such a great book. The Hobbit is such a great book, and I'm so glad they're going to be doing a movie of it. I guess they're doing two parts because there's so much information in it and such a great story that they'll be able to do part one and two of The Hobbit. And I, I, I believe that Peter Jackson has some type of involvement in it. I don't think he's directing, but I think he is. Um, he's definitely part of the project, which is really cool. But uh, recommend The Hobbit. What a great story, and I had forgotten all the... Uh, some of the nuances of the of the story. I remember when I was a kid, my Uncle Bill would tell the story of the Hobbit around the campfire, and we'd try to get him to come over and tell the story because he would tell it in little parts, and we just we were fascinated by it. And it actually got me to read the book when I got older, and uh, I'm just very appreciative of that because I really like the Hobbit. What a great story! And of course, you know, you we've all seen the the Lord of the Rings trilogy and all that jazz, and of course, the Hobbit is what started it all. That's true, it's true, it's true. So uh, I encourage you, get the audio book or, or read the book, The Hobbit. Great stuff. I mean, it was just fun to go back and, and do it again. Um, let me see. One last thing going on at Rick's house. Um, Nathan and Ivy are engaged now, and uh, he's going to be heading off to college. So is she. Here in a couple of years, they're going to get married, but they're engaged now. And I got the privilege. They asked me if I would take some of their pictures for their engagement. So my wife and I took our cameras, and we went out. And on our way back from Bainbridge Island, we went to a little uh, park there on Bainbridge Island and took some cool pictures of them. And you can see the engagement pictures of my son and his fiance on my Facebook profile. So go check it out and be my friend. It's at uh, facebook.com slash rick.moyer. And then you can see their engagement pictures and go over to Nathan's site. He's got a bunch more of them up there. We took like 267 pictures, and I have like 5 or 10 or something like that up. So anyway... Very fun, fun, fun stuff, and um, I'm excited for him. Ivy's a wonderful lady, and uh, I'm very happy for Nathan. He's found a wonderful lady to uh, spend the rest of his life with. How cool is that? And now he's all excited about going to college. He just got a job today in the IT department at George Fox University, so that's cool. So he'll be doing some work study there and, uh, and getting his degree in cinematography. Wow. Maybe someday I'll be on his movie set. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be so cool. I hope he remembers me when he gets famous. Hmm. Oh, well. Okay, we'll be right back with words of wisdom on Taking With You. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com.
Yeah, the granddaddy of podcasts to me. It was the first one I found when I, I typed into iTunes, um, Star Trek podcast, and I found Rico Dosti's Treks in Sci-Fi. So I downloaded the, an episode, and I listened, and I loved it, and I kept downloading and downloading and started playing it for my family, and then I was hooked. Then a few weeks into it, I started um, giving some audio comments to, to Rico, and then I actually got my computer system good enough to get a good microphone and a mixer board, and and then I started doing parody songs with Nathan, and boy, it just kind of blossomed from there. And now I do a podcast myself and enjoy it and have a great time with it all. But uh, really, really enjoy listening every week to the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast with Rico Dosti at treksandsci-fi.com. Uh, my latest uh, song, parody song was to that episode of Star Trek where um, called The Changeling, where Nomad, the probe, do you remember that in the old series or the original series when Nomad came onto the Enterprise and it uh, wiped Uhura's memory and then killed Scotty and then brought Scotty back to life and had killed this entire system and its creator was um, somebody, Roy Kirk, and uh, it thought that Kirk was its creator. Anyway, it was a great show. and I mean, some of it wasn't very plausible, but it was fun, and Star Trek is always a great time. So I took Linda Ronstadt's song, um, that's, It Hurts So Bad. Do you remember that song, It Hurts So Bad? And I said, It's Nomad. And redid it all, and it, it was kind of fun. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Do you want to hear the song? This is funny. You can fast forward if you don't like it, but you'll get a kick out of it. Me singing '70s cheesy music. Here you go. This is called "It." Uh, it's Nomad. Captain's log, stardate thirty-five forty-one point nine. Traveling through, lost contact with the others too. I never thought I would ever do a parody of Linda Ronstadt's music. <laughs> yeah, I did. I don't know if I'm proud of it or not. Huh. Okay, anyway, 
you know what I think we should really do is get some words of wisdom. How about Jonah chapter 2? Here we go. Words of wisdom on Taken With You. And this week we're in Jonah chapter 2 from the Message Bible. Here we go. This is called At the Bottom of the Sea. Then Jonah prayed to his God from the belly of the fish. He prayed, In deep trouble, deep trouble, I prayed to God. And he answered me, From the belly of the grave I cried, Help! You heard my cry. You threw me into ocean's depths, into a watery grave, with ocean waves, ocean breakers crashing over me. I said, I've been thrown away, thrown out, out of your sight. I'll never again lay eyes on your holy temple. Ocean gripped me by the throat. The ancient abyss grabbed me and held tight. He... My head was all tangled in seaweed at the bottom of the sea where the mountains take root. I was as far down as a body could go, and the gates were slamming shut behind me forever. Yet, you pulled me up from that grave alive. O God, my God, when my life was slipping away, I remembered God, and my prayer got through to you, made it all the way to your holy temple. Those who worship hollow gods, god frauds, Walk away from their only true love. But I am worshiping you, God, calling out in thanksgiving. And I'll do what I promised I'd do. Salvation belongs to God. Then God spoke to the fish, and it vomited up Jonah on the seashore. Interesting, huh? Yeah, that's that's uh, chapter 2 of Jonah and our words of wisdom this week. Of course, um, all in the next few weeks, we're, we're reading through the book of Jonah, so you're going to hear that. That's kind of cool and encouraging to know that um, even when uh, God speaks to us, when we run the other way, he's with us. And, and if we turn and acknowledge him, he'll give us a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance and a fifth chance. You understand what I'm saying. Anyway, kind of interesting to read that. Listen, I, I hope you join me on Wednesdays for the Midweek Booster. We're going through the book of Ephesians right now. I think you'd enjoy that, too. So Scripture is a good thing. Bible's pretty cool, and it's a lot different than most people think because most people have never actually even read it. And you have read a whole bunch because you get it read to you right here on Take Him With You. <laughs> Very fun. We'll be right back. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You... Why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! <laughs> you can find them as well at um, www.knightsoftheguild.com. They have a domain for that now and everything. And they're great. A lot of fun. I really enjoyed listening to... Um, Kenny went solo on the last one. because uh, I don't know what Jenny was up to. But he talked about the Comic-Con convention. And it was really, really informative and fun to listen to his experience at Comic-Con and all the different things that he got to do with the cast members of the Guild and then the crew and all that jazz. It was really cool. So you want to check out that great podcast with my friend Kenny and Jenny. Cookies and love. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? Our contest last week on the Who Moved My Cheese broadcast or podcast pod, broadcast podcast it's a broadband podcast whatever anyway our winner of the audio book who moved my cheese is none other than our waffle on host simon meds it's true meds you won you were the very first person to email in uh, on the contest and write in the subject line who moved my cheese and so you are the very first person to win so i'm gonna send you that uh CD of Who Moved My Cheese all the way to England. It's true, it's true, it's true. You'll get it, uh, I don't know how long it takes to get there, but I'll go mail it off. So you're, congratulations, Med, you're the winner. Now, I said I would give away two things, the first two people, and I have not got 
a second one. Maybe by the time this is done, I, I will, but I'll announce it next week. But I have a book as well. So the book is still up for grabs. If you write me an email that says, Who Moved My Cheese on the subject line, I will send you the book for free. And you can enjoy uh, the same experience I've I've had reading the book Who Moved My Cheese, which is a great and fantastic book. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you need to go back and listen to that podcast, Who Moved My Cheese, called Cha 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 Changes. It's a really, really good podcast, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So, Meds, congratulations. In fact, so much so, let's play your promo right now. Hello there, my name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. All right, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present... Mark? All right, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about... Crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we've already had a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash... Waffleon.podbean.com. Do not smile when I say the word colon. I'm not. Yes, they are quite hilarious, and uh, you don't ever want to miss one of their shows. They're pretty funny. Waffle on Podcast, and congratulations, Meds, for winning Who Moved My Cheese on CD Audio. I'll have that off to you shortly. I want to make sure I have your address. I'll email you, and uh, we'll link up. That should be fun. Hey, listen, if you get a chance and you like what we're doing with Take Him With You, Amy and I would really appreciate it if you could throw a donation our way. Um, Right now, I am doing this full-time, and I mean, I do some photography work and some uh, music work and stuff like that, but really, the podcast is my main source of income, and if you are willing to help us out, we can still bring this podcast to you each and every week, a couple times a week, because we have the midweek booster too. And you know, like I've said before, if everybody that listened to the show, because we have hundreds of people listening now, if everybody that listened to the show and really got something out of it would send us 20, 30 bucks um, to keep it going, we would have more than enough to pay the bills and keep even more exciting things coming up. Like I've got a Christmas audio drama that I'm I'm really working on right now and getting it ready. Uh, lots of other things that are going to be coming up. We can do more contests and all sorts of fun stuff and pay our mortgage at the same time, which is always a good thing. <laughs> you can head on over to TakeHimWithYou.com and click on the Donate button. Or if you just like to uh, get our newsletter on Monday mornings, um, we charge $20 a month for that or more if you want to give more. Some people give a, a considerable amount more a month for the newsletter. And just different ways that you can give into the uh, Take Him With You podcast and uh, keep it coming to you so we'd appreciate it if you could do that that would be wonderful if you want to send a check in the mail we do that too and our uh, address is moyer multimedia llc 911 chico c-h-i-c-o l-n lane <laughs> uh, aberdeen washington 98520 that's 911 chico lane aberdeen washington 98520 and uh, we have had people send us checks as well so if you'd like to do that you're more than welcome to and we certainly would appreciate it well enough of that it is time once again for food for thought on taking with you of the things that I really um, enjoy doing, um, talking about on the podcast is my relationship with God. And of course, you know, I, I, I think you know that I'm not real preachy and I mean, I do talk about spiritual things, but I'm really trying to avoid being, um, I don't know, stuffy, religious, boring, that kind of thing. And I, I just don't like that. Ever since I um, asked Christ into my heart years and years ago, I just have not been a real fan of the stoic type of religious type of things. And I don't know for whatever reason, I I don't know, my my experience has been that God is really cool and he's just changed my life in an awesome way, not in a stuffy, gross, weird, boring way. And so, you know, that's who I am. Well, a, a while back I got to uh, preach at a church and I was talking about the difference between relationship and religion and I called the the sermon, Don't Get Religious. 
Um, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to do a show, or if, uh, I don't often do this. I don't usually take excerpts out of my sermons and stuff like that that I've done in the past. But I felt like this message, I, I listened to it the other day because somebody wanted to hear it. And as I was listening through it, I thought, you know, this would be a great um, thing to play on the podcast. Maybe people get something out of it. So you have to understand the setting in which I'm in. I'm, I'm in a church setting. It was, a, I think, the early service. And I was talking about the difference between religion and relationship. And what I want to do is play part one this week and then come back next week and play part two so that you can hear the the entire message. It was basically geared to people that were already believers that... Um, and then I guess if you listen and you and you you don't believe in God, you could still get something out of it because if you you know if you ever do take that step and ask Christ into your heart and become a believer, you're going to want to hear this information because I think in the world we live in today, one of the things that just turns people off to religion and I use that term loosely is the actions and the attitudes of those that claim to be religious. In other words, people kind of mess it all up and I think that it's not necessarily faith in Christ that messes things up. It's the people that take things to extremes and, and are use the Bible to be cruel or use the Bible to hurt others that really give it a bad name. And, I mean, it's like, you know, when you hear of, like, this person bombing an abortion clinic or something and then they claim that they did it in God's name. That is just so not what Jesus is all about. He's not about bombing things. And he's not about hurting people. And... I don't know. I just sometimes I get really fed up with people that claim to be quote unquote Christians or religious and yet all they're doing is spouting hate and and doing a bunch of junk and I just don't think that's cool. I think if you if you're going to be a believer then you need to love people and and care about people and I'm getting a message on my phone, sorry. Uh and so I don't you know, I don't know. Um I think that the reason I want to play this is so that you can kind of hear um what I do when I preach in a church or something like that and and don't let the word preach scare you off. I think you'll actually enjoy the message. In fact, I'd like to get your feedback on it because I think it's a very important message about talking the, about the difference between religion and relationship. And then I talk about five different things that you can tell if you're getting religious or not. And you'll hear, I think, two of them this week, and then you hear the other three next week. But uh, please let me know what you think. Um, here's part one of Losing My Religion. The The message I preached was called don't get religious. And here it is on Take Him With You. Well, how many believe God is good? I'm so glad he is. I'm not, but he is. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was thinking of how much we need the grace of God in our lives. I remember being um, just freshly saved. Remember that time in your life when you first accepted Christ and you just kind of, everything was so new and you were so grateful. Isn't it funny how time goes on? And sometimes we, we can grow ungrateful for some of the most amazing things that we really should be excited about. I'll never forget coming to the Lord and thinking, wow, this is just amazing. Why doesn't everybody accept the Lord? Because this is great. And I just found out there's, a, there's definitely some crazy stuff going on in the world that we live in. And it, it was such a, a downer for me when I, I first became, the, became saved and I accepted the Lord into my heart, and I got into the church circle of people because, you know, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to hook in, you know? That's what you're supposed to do. And I remember getting around some uh, people that went to church, and I, the first few people that I met were people like Kenny Hughes and Brad Gill, and uh, they were just like such awesome instruments in my life to help me get on track with the Lord. They took me to a men's retreat, and they would, uh, we would drive around in my 67 Olds Cutlass Supreme with the big stereo from Radio Shack and the big speakers, and and they would, Brad Gill one time opened my glove box and went through to see what cassette tapes I had. He found Journey live. And he goes, what is this? What is this? And I'm like, what? Well, I don't really listen to that. He goes, yeah, right, Rick. You know, he was just giving me a bad time and we would laugh. And uh, the cool part was, 
he accepted me right where I was at. You know, I was brand new baby in Christ, didn't have any really foundation at all. I was just like, you know, and, and uh, Kenny and him were real patient with me. And then just as time went on, I kind of hooked into church and started. I discovered something really interesting. There are some genuine, awesome believers in life. Did you know that? There really are. And then there's some that aren't so. And I think it was hard for me to come to the grips with there's lots of different types of people. I mean, shouldn't everybody be like us? No, they shouldn't. But, but it is interesting to see that some people come to church for the wrong motives. Some people do things for the wrong motives. And gosh, you know, I wish we all had pure motives in mind. I know mine get all messed up at times, and, and it's just so easy to get off track. Well, anyway, what I found was, here, uh, my, my mom and dad said to me, well, Rick, it's so interesting that you would become religious, that's what they would term it. And don't, you, don't most people in the world, when you're talking to them and stuff like that, they'll say, if you, if you accept the Lord, they'll go, wow, he turned all religious. Have you heard that term before? Well, really there is a spot in the Bible that talks about religion. It says, pure and undefiled religion is this, to take care of the widows and orphans in their time of distress. That's in, I think, James, I believe. And uh, so there is, it does say religion in the Bible, one, like one time. And it says pure and undefiled religion is this. But I discovered that there, there really is something that I have to guard against. And from the moment I got saved till today, 22 some years later, I have to fight against the, 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 the undertow or the current. I have to fight against being religious. I'm going to explain that in a minute. I believe that our relationship with Christ is all about grace. How many want to know what grace means? You've heard me say it before. Unmerited favor. We don't deserve it, but we get it because God loves us. How many people are thankful for grace? Okay, not just a cliche. Grace is amazing. It is. But it's grace through faith. Not grace through works. Not grace through jumping through the hoops. It's grace through faith that we're saved. It isn't about how good we are or aren't. It's all about Jesus being the sacrifice for the sin in our lives. Unfortunately, over time, there's a risk that rises in our lives as Christians. As human beings, we tend to gravitate back towards religion instead of a relationship. Because it's easier to jump through the hoops than it is to rely on the grace of God in our lives. Let's pray. Lord, we do not want to be a people that are religious because of the works that we do, thinking that you'll love us for that. We want to be a people, Lord, that have received the grace you have given to us. And as a result of the gratefulness and the love in our hearts towards you, that's why we want to serve you. Help us, Lord, not to fall into the trap and show us, God, through your word today, how to be people that would have a relationship with you, not just go through the motions of a religion. Would you open our hearts and our eyes today? Because, Lord, the last thing I want to do is be religious. I really, truly desire a relationship with you, a strong, genuine, real relationship. I think we all want that. So help us today as we look into your word, as we spend time talking about it. Give us what we need to live our lives the way that you want us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians chapter 2, it's not on your notes, but uh, call this, this message, Don't Get Religious. Ephesians chapter 2, this is so good. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
Wow, does that not come alive when you start to think about religion versus relationship? Doesn't that come alive when we realize it's not about us, it's all about him. And he's created us for good works. It's not the other way around that we do good works and then, wow, I'll use you. He created us before we even popped out into the world. He created us for good works. Rich in mercy and grace. So let's define a couple of words we're going to be using today. Religion. This is on your notes. Religion is anything. Now this is my definition, so you know, take it for what it's worth. Religion is anything we do in our own power to get God to accept us. Now, I'm not talking about a prayer in faith to receive what Jesus did on the cross. I mean like if we help Girl Scouts across the street or, or if we mow people's lawns or we paint people's fences or we, or we uh, you know, walk a mile on our knees and hit our head with a board or something like that. That's what I'm talking about. That's religion. Anything that we do that says, if I do this, then surely God, you will love us or love me, please. That's religion. Relationship, on the other hand, is God reaching down to us through what he already did on the cross. That's a relationship. It was his desire to have a relationship with us. And he fixed it all up. And what Easter, remember we had the message last week, we can't, we're not good enough on our own. Jesus died on the cross, took the sin upon himself rose again from the dead so that we could have a relationship, be hooked back up with our Father God. How cool is that? That's fantastic. I, you know, I read, I, I quoted this scripture last week, but I want to read it to you this week because it never really hit me until I read through this again and went, this is so full of grace. This is so unreligious. This is so relationship. Romans chapter 10, if you would, take a look at it with me. Starting with verse 1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. I don't know about you, but I saw that and went, oh, talking about people that were very religious, but had no relationship. So they were excited about doing stuff for God, but they didn't have any connection with God. And how many of us have, have done that in our life? Well, we're all excited, but we don't have that relationship. And see, they, they, were, they looked like they were trying to do something, but they were religious. They didn't have a relationship. Now watch this. This is so cool. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. So you got to remember now, they're trying to do all these rules and regulations to be accepted by God. You know, follow the law, follow all these different things that they have to do in order to, to, to be okay with God. But now we're, we're coming into a different time here. And instead of trying to justify ourselves by the things that we do, now we talk about a righteousness of, by faith. Now, not by works and not by following a set of laws, but by believing in what Jesus has done. Watch this. Yeah. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? So, see, what's the difference now between how the Jews were looking at it, the religious people, what's the difference between that and what Jesus is, is trying to get across? One way is, oh, we just got to bring him down here and he'll bless, oh, we got to bring him up out of here and he'll just... Wait, by faith it says this. The word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart 
one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, that's different than, than what a lot of us think. We think maybe it's the works, maybe it's if we do this. For with the hands one believes, and if we go out there and we do all these different things to be okay before God, then we'll be saved. But no, it's not that. With our heart one believes unto righteousness, and with our mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't know about you, but that gives me Jesus bumps. I just go, whoa. That means anybody by faith can receive the grace of God in their lives. We don't have to jump through the hoops anymore. We simply need to believe. How then? Shall they call on him who have, and they, they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of of God. Wow. Is that just great? I mean, doesn't that make you thankful? Doesn't that release you from the bondage of thinking, There's gotta, I've got to measure up some way? Guess what? Jesus measured up for you. Isn't that awesome? See, religion is the necklace we wear or the Christian t-shirt we wear. Or the Christian fish bumper decal we put on our vehicles. But then we don't live for Jesus. That's religion. Religion is the easy way out of a relationship. It's much easier to check off our spiritual to-do list than to actually spend some time with God and then obey Him. Just give me a, a pattern, please. Just let me go by this pattern. Give me this formula and I'll be okay before God. Religion. At the risk of, of, I don't want to sound brash or weird here, but religion is living like hell six days a week and acting like heaven on Sunday morning. It is. That's religion. Fake relationships are shallow and they're empty. When our own words begin to ring hollow in our ears, that's when we know we've slipped over into religion. And out of a relationship. When I first got saved, there was this blue cassette tape I got from Sparrow Records. Anybody remember the blue cassette tapes? Okay, three of us. Great. You remember them, yeah. I had, yeah, Keith Green, Steve Taylor, and Scott Wesley Brown. I remember putting this Scott Wesley Brown cassette tape into my car stereo and listening to it. It's an old song. It's called, I'm Not Religious, I Just Love the Lord. It's really hokey. Uh, The song is really hokey sounding. I still like it. I don't know why. But let me read you the lyrics. It says, well, there's no doubt about it. I really, really want to shout it. I'm not religious anymore. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I really, really want to shout it. I'm not religious. I just love the Lord. Well, you can go to church every Sunday and you think it's kind of neat. But the good Lord wants your love full time seven days a week. You can give away everything you own, even give it to the poor. But listen, my friend, in the end, you've got to love the Lord. Because there's no doubt about it. I really, really want to shout it now. I'm not religious anymore. I just love the Lord. You can look real pious, even spiritual, dressed up in your pride. But religion's just a mask you wear. God sees who you hide. Acting like a Pharisee, pretending you're a saint, fooling everyone you know. But God don't need your stained glass faith. He just wants your soul. And then they would go into this bridge. And I'll still, I still remember. I even sing it once in a while. It says, don't go to church before you could go to Jesus. All right? It goes, don't go to church. No, no, no. Before you go to Jesus. Thank you. 
There you go. You asked me to do that. It's real hokey sounding. Great song, though. Because there's no doubt about it. I really, really want to shout it now. I'm not religious anymore. I just love the Lord. I'm so, so thankful that I heard that song at an early age in my Christianity. Because it's, it's helped me when I get into situations where I start getting religious to go, whoa, that's not what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. See, the Pharisees and the religious leaders of, of Jesus' time were a perfect example of people that relied on their works to be right before God. They're great examples of not, of what not to be. Of, of what not to be and become as a Christian. They went through the motions, but they didn't have a relationship with God. So we've got five signs this morning that we are getting religious and forgetting the relationship. Now, I want to bounce around the scripture real quick. We're going to spend a little bit of time in Matthew. Um, if you will turn to Matthew, that'd be great. This is not on your notes. You can write these in your margin or wherever you'd like to. But um, one of the things that fascinated me when I first read the book of Matthew was how clear it was between the people that had a relationship with Jesus and those that didn't. I mean, when you follow through the book of Matthew, you'll see all these cool disciples that hung out with Jesus and they had a relationship with him. And there was a difference in the way that they operated their, in their lifestyle than those who were supposedly the religious people of the time and the, and the leaders. They were supposed to be all these really cool people, but they were really the ones that were critical. They were really the ones that didn't have a relationship, even though they, they had all the, the lookings like they were religious or lookings like they had a relationship. They didn't. They were religious. So the first thing that I saw in Matthew chapter 9... It's all over. I mean, we could just sit here and read the entire Bible and you'd see what I'm talking about. Um, Matthew chapter 9. And this is the part where Jesus forgives um, and heals the, the, the guy that was paralyzed. It says uh, in verse 1, So he got in a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. At once, some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. Now go to, to verse 11. And it says, And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with the tax collectors and the sinners? Yeah. I added that part. Or how about chapter 12, verses 1 through 3? At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and eat. And the Pharisees saw it. Uh-oh. And they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what's not lawful to do on the Sabbath. On and on and on. You can just go through and go through. You know, the first thing, when you become religious, when we become religious, we go out of our way to be critical and blame others. So if you find yourself being critical or start blaming everyone, you might want to stop and check your religious meter. Where are you at on that scale? Because all through the New Testament, especially in the Gospels, you will see that the religious people were very critical and they wanted to blame others. They didn't want to deal with their own life. They wanted to deal with others. And how many of us have ever been critical and gone out of our way to blame others when we ourselves are the ones that need the work? Oh my goodness, daily for me. Number two, how about this one? Matthew chapter 23. Turn over there. This is interesting. Um, verse 23, or, or, or uh, chapter 23, verse 24. This is, this is wow, you really want to find out what religion and relationship is. Read chapter 23 of Matthew Jesus is very bold, and he just kind of took on the religious Pharisees and told them what was up. Anyway, he says, blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel? <laughs> like, wow. And he goes on, and, and uh, he'll say, um, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside, they're full of extortion. And self-indulgence, blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish, then the outside of them may be clean also. 
Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs that, need, that indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Second thing, we look, if we're becoming religious, we look and judge things at the outward appearance, not the inward That's what the Pharisees did. That's what the religious people at the time did. That's what we do today when we're religious. We look at and we judge on the outward appearance and we say, well, that person cannot be serving God. They have a tattoo. They can't be that way. They got long hair. No way, man. That's not how it works. Or they can't be that way. I mean, after all, look at who their friends are. On and on and on. And it's like, wait a second. Wait a second. God is really the only one that knows the heart. And we get all religious and we want to we say, well, you know, if you just wear this certain outfit and you have this certain way of, of conduct and looking, well, then you are really a true Christian. I got news for you. We come in all shapes, sizes, and different ways. And that's okay. Let's not get religious and judge the outward appearance. Let's let God judge the inward. <laughs> There you go. That's just a little snippet. Uh, the first half of uh, losing my religion or, or don't get religious. And I, I hope you learned something out of that. Hope you got something good out of it. Of course, next week I, I finish it up, talk a little bit more about how you can find out if you're getting religious or not. You know, it's interesting, I think, to note that you don't necessarily, there's all, all different types of people in all different types of walks of life. And this happens not just in religious circles, but in other circles, too, where people get just so dogmatic about their approach to things that they kind of miss out on, a, you know, a real relationship with what they're working with. And I think in, in particular with God, I think people can just program him right out of things and then do their their little list of things to be OK before God or to feel justified in what they're doing. And that's not a relationship. That's that's really religion when you're trying to work things up. So I hope you got something out of this. I'd sure like to pray for you if I could. Um, Let me pray for you, and then I'll tell you what we're going to be working on for next week. Father, I lift up every single person who has listened to the podcast today, and I just pray, God, that we would be people that would be spiritual people, that we would open up our heart to you and really find out what we were made and created for. I I pray, God, that none of us would get religious and, and so stuffy and so into our legalistic crud that we we wouldn't have a good relationship with you and the people around us and i just hope god that you would um, give us grace as we go through life because we really need it and we need your help so i just thank you for every single person if there's anybody listening lord today that has not accepted you into their heart i pray for them god and i i would want that same peace that i have in my heart for them to have it too I know we can't force anyone to do that, but Lord, I pray that you would draw them by your Holy Spirit and by your love and that people would connect back up with you who you created them. So I just pray that the people would have a relationship with you. And I just thank you for all of that now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, there you go. That was uh, fun, huh? Losing My Religion, part one. Part two is next week. I hope you... Join us back for that. We'll have all sorts of fun and crazy things. Might even have a new song to play for you. It should be kind of fun. And uh, thanks again for joining me for Take Him With You. Please email me. I'd love to get some feedback. I don't get a whole lot of feedback. I mean, some weeks I get a bunch, and then other weeks I get nothing. Um, So would you please email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. I really want to know what you think about the program. Uh, Maybe you have an idea. Maybe you want a subject covered. I don't know. But uh, give me an email, rick at takehimwithyou.com. And you can always get a hold of Amy, too, if you want to say hi to her at Moyer at techline.com. That's T-E-C-H-L-I-N-E.com. And we would love to hear from you. As always, you can visit our site at takehimwithyou.com. Or if you'd like some multimedia stuff done or you want to just see kind of what I do, uh, you can go to moyermultimedia.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love you to visit the site download all sorts of programs and listen to them they're all free and they're fun so enjoy that thanks so much and never forget to take him with you take him with you is a moyer multimedia llc production
For more information, visit MoyerMultimedia.com or TakeHimWithYou.com. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. Thank you.